That sign on the window, not me. I'm not here to murder, and all I want to destroy is the wheel that has rolled over rich and poor to the benefit of no one but the sign on the windows of the world. (laughs) This is sign on the windows, mixed up confusions, not sign on the window. We're a different thing. This is mixed up confusions, coverage of Game of Thrones on HBO, Sunday nights, episode 5, Eastwatch. All right, Kelly, we are here today to talk about Game of Thrones from HBO. Uh, I'm getting really hyped because this episode is an incredible disappointment. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. <laughs> let's just jump right into it. Um, oh so before we do that, just real quick, I've already made my point known. How did how did you feel after this? I really episode? liked it. The second while we were watching it, I was like, we're moving, we're moving, we're going, we're going. I was just like, it was more like, where are we going next? I want, I want to see other things. Give me other things. And then rewatching it today, just like, especially after listening to uh, podcasts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, Meh, this episode has a lot of flaws and things are making me sad. So, yeah. I don't know how I feel now. Now I'm just like bummed. Generally bummed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And just for anybody who's listening to the first time, we are not a recap podcast. You've been listening to Game of Thrones podcasts all week. We are a music podcast that's delving into Game of Thrones because we love it and we take it upon ourselves to talk about it. We go from area to area, we go out of order, and we talk about it in general. So please follow along with us. We have to start with the Loot Train Aftermath. TM, Loot Train Aftermath. The Loot Train Aftermath. The Aftermath of, comma, the Loot Train. Are you done? I am. Jamie and Braun <laughs> survive. Now, for me, we watched it together, as, as per usual. I was already – that for me was like right right away all this speculation that we had about what was going to happen, him being captured, all this stuff. This entire storyline that would have been really interesting was ripped away from us with some bullshit. Oh, yeah. And I I was off immediately. And I felt really bad at the end of the episode just to kind of tag right to the end because I felt like I was being a bad show watcher. And I feel differently now. Um, I, I don't think I need to become a different show watcher, but this was an incredibly disappointing moment. The first of many. In the episode, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Braun's superhuman. He's carrying, swimming with a person who seems to be unconscious, or at least incapacitated, uh, who's wearing full armor and has a metal hand just for funsies. For funsies. And has carried him a, a good mile yeah. in the water. They're that's way far away ridiculous in what's supposed to be a river but it's just a lake and also the idea that a dothraki couldn't have run around that a scout isn't out there that your dragon couldn't fly over there that braun had to come up for air shoot him with an arrow it's it's, i don't understand we already have to suspend this belief because there's dragons because there's white walkers like and that's That's fine fine. but we don't need superhuman olympic athlete braun yes no i i thought that that was fucking terrible capture storyline would have been so much better and just all right it would have been a great. It would have been a great storyline. Um, Tyrion walking through the aftermath with all the ash was great. I thought they did a pretty good job about Tyrion, um, sort of sowing the seeds of his discontent. I thought that was well done. Um, yeah. Walking through was scary. That was a scary battlefield, and also seeing what it was like. Obviously, we knew what it was before, during. That was the weird aftermath. But even like Tyrion walking through that battle and then coming to the clearing where we see Drogon and all his spectacularness up on that hill. Get a special oh rock my just god. For him. It looks so good. That yeah. whole scene was pretty impeccable. And you can uh, we can quibble again. We'll talk, get into it. But like Daenerys' tactics and all that aside, that was a great scene. That was oh, really yeah. great, really well done. I love even establishing like just her, her whispering Dracaris and getting the fire breathing. Like that connection is so strong at this point uh, that it's exciting. And it, it makes what's to come so fucking dumb. So you get really stoked. You're like, all right, Jamie's got to go and be Jamie. Fine. We get this cool ass scene. Uh, and it was great. And so Charlie's dead. Dickon is no dead. Dickon jokes, man. What's going on there? I mean, why Why did Dickon why, – why is Dickon dead? I, I love Dickon. being a fool. I, I agree with, with Jason Concepcion who, wrote, who writes for the – who writes for The Ringer uh, and also hosts Binge Mode. Uh, but he wrote in his Ask the Maester column. He basically said like why – 
in critiquing like the storytelling devices that we go through this episode, why did we never even talk about this Valerian steel ancestral sword being stolen from you? Obviously, nothing's going to come of it. Drogon is going to kill you. But it seems crazy that if like you knew that Charlie was already going to die, what was the point of Sam even taking it? What's the point of Sam even having it? What's the point of anything? And I, I think that that leads to a bunch of other questions that lead all the way to Winterfell and they lead all the way to Cersei. We just kind of forget who our characters are. They just become different people. All of them. I'm not into it. Yeah, why did we do the, like, why did he need to steal the sword if they were going to die anyway? He could have just taken it if you really needed it, I guess, after the fact. So it's a plot device of like, here might be a reason why I would side with the Lannisters. Like, my son is infected by the whatever and I got to do all this type of shit. Like, anything. It would have been interesting any other way. That's terrible. His whole argument too is kind of is kind of bunk. Like Cersei was born here. Uh, Tyrion was a dick and killed his father. Uh, he supports a foreign ruler. But the Tarly House wouldn't have existed if it weren't for bending the knee to Aegon. Like you wouldn't even exist as a house. You would just be a lower house. You were elevated because of Aegon, the foreign conqueror. Right. And I, you know, you can't help but see that as a statement on history and how we conceive things. Say what you will about your sister. She was born in Westeros. She's lived here all her life. You, on the other hand, murdered your own father and chose to support a foreign invader, one with no ties to this land. An army of savages at her back. You will not trade your honor for your life. I respect that. It's it's interesting that it's the Tarly men that are the ones that are left standing. Uh, Randall and Dickon are standing, and the Tarly men are the ones behind. You can tell because their armor is yeah. dumb. Um, they're the only ones that are still standing after the initial, like, dragon scream yeah. and everybody kneels. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. They're the, they're the only ones. That's crazy. And then as soon as as soon as soon they disappear into Ash. So what do we think about Danny? I mean, you're a team Danny. She can do no wrong. She can do no wrong. I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my tongue because I I think that what she I understand what she was doing, but I think being concerned is fine. Concern is fine. She did smile right after she roasted those people, and I was like, Ooh, my apologist head. I'm like, no, 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 no. She's not smiling because they she saw died. Fly. She saw she, She's good. smiling because she just won, and uh, she got them to make a choice that she wanted them to make. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to King's Landing, uh, naturally. Over the shoulder cam from Jamie. Yes. Kind of becoming a staple. And if we could just keep doing that, that's fine. Oh, I would really enjoy that. We should always travel. Even regardless of the party that's traveling, we should cut to Jamie walking. Jamie Cam, low-key MVP of the season, basically. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, on the second watch, uh, the opening scene uh, with Kyburn running into Jamie as he enters. Like, we get the over the, you know, and Kyburn sort of bumps into him or whatever. He says, my lord, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he just barges right in. Uh I didn't really catch it the first time, but upon second view, that is kind of brilliant. It low-key establishes that Cersei knows everything. Like, Kyburn is there to tell Cersei that everything's gone fucked and Jaime is here. Very well done, because then we see later on, obviously, that Kyburn is there with Cersei. If she's faking it, basically, they're just... Pretend to be talking. Pretend to be talking. <laughs> Jamie's coming in any moment. Pretend to be talking. Okay, gotta go to your grace. See ya. Yeah. Okay, good luck with uh, the pregnancy wink wink thing um yeah but i thought that was really interesting i was like oh well done guys because you know she does know everything that's happening there and he is you know the king of the ham but also master of whispers i would assume he's still that person mm -hmm. who has all the information so tiny children that he gives sweets to i know it's kind of great um jamie is dumb dumb manipulated easily yeah, so we're, I mean, I, staying just in King's Landing itself, we'll get to the Gendry stuff, but let's just focus on Jamie and Cersei. So obviously, that first scene, Jamie's right. Jamie's completely correct. Three dragons. Three dragons. Dothraki. You're done. Yeah. And Cersei's right. Like I'm gonna fight to the end. Like we both we know that, right? We as an audience know that, and Jamie and Cersei both know that. You know who doesn't seem to know that? Fucking Tyrion. Which we will get into it. But his whole idea of getting a fucking white hinges upon this woman that we know is a fucking scallywag. Scallywag? Scallywag. Nice. That's right. I said it. I said it. Harsh. I know. I know. Um, I stand by it, though. Um, and I loved it when Jamie said, if you were Elena, would you rather have seen your granddaughter married to Joffrey or Tommen? Damn. Well, I mean, Cersei knows he was a monster. I know. It's still rough. 
And I think Jamie wants to talk about it. And I think now he's resorting to uh, the harshness of instead of just being like, "Hey, baby, let's let's talk about let's talk about Joffrey, the little incest monster we created." <laughs> I don't think they would the refer world. to any of the children as incest anything because they know that. Well, it was oh, it was creepy when it's like, or who's who will we tell as the father? the father? It's like you are the father. <laughs> so what do you what do you think about that? Do you think that she's actually pregnant? I don't. Um, after listening to stuff. I mean, I, I can see the case being made. I guess Euron is the uh, possible See, I never father. thought about that. A lot of people just be throwing Euron out there. I know. When did he, when would he have, like, shacked when up with her? When he was talking about poking her in the bum, finger yeah, up the bum. Yeah, but he walked away. I know. And he presumably is on a ship somewhere doing ship stuff. I think if it was Euron, it would be a case of really poor storytelling. I like it. I mean, I like, it's interesting. Yeah. It's more interesting than her actually just being pregnant. I guess the, my operating theory is, like, She's lying, A. Yeah, I'm like 80% on the lie. She is, yeah. But it is persuasive to say that she doesn't need to lie because Jamie is totally whipped. But I think he's even more whipped at this point. Okay. And you got to think, like, if he's meeting with Tyrion and doing all that, like, he might not be so in the bag. Like, Cersei, even though we kind of know he is in the bag and he's made it very clear catapulting child children and, like, I will kill everyone to get back to you. He, I, does he actually say that stuff to Cersei? Like, maybe Cersei doesn't fully know how insane Jamie is for her. For her. Well, I mean, and how, so I think does that, that she's make great pillow talk? Like, hey, I would I'm willing to children. launch infants into walls for you. For Cersei? Probably into it. Yeah. Some girls want diamonds. My girls want dead babies. Dead babies. Oh, that's Cersei. <laughs> and that's like Kyburn's like jewelry store, like, like <laughs> oh, God. his like Kyburn commercial. Kyburn has weird little shelves. With, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> shit, shit. Um, no, I think that she's either lying or we're doing the Valencar thing where people think that this baby is going to be the not Jamie. It's like Jamie. Like she's actually pregnant, but yeah. it's not. Gotcha. If she dies at the, because it's another baby. Oh, and then he, like, like it is Jamie's, her, but the baby, but kills the baby her? kills her or oh. the baby is like the brother because they're brothers, but it wouldn't be. It would. No, I don't know. Weird. I don't know what it is. I don't think she's pregnant. I don't if think she she's is pregnant. pregnant. It's probably not Jamie's. And if she is pregnant, what do we what do we do as a as a people? Do we just brush it off? Because I feel like that's what we do now. We talked about we talked about show watchers last week. Show watchers are complete. I've learned, unfortunately, with them crowding around me this week. I know that they are one hundred percent willing to forgive incest babies and incest pregnancy. They're monsters. These people are monsters. They have no standards. And it gets – I feel like I'm being an asshole, like bringing stuff up that's stupid, especially in this episode that like it's just bad TV. It's bad TV. It's bad TV writing. It's bad everything. This would be bad on any other show. Even delivering it was pained. Like, pained and horrible. Pain. I know. Oh, the only thing that makes me think that possibly she is pregnant by someone else is like – they were on the outs. They were having a rough patch in their the incest relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was like, let me get in that. Let me get in that right now. As if she was like, shit, I'm pregnant. Shit, I need to make it think it's Jamie's. We need to have sex right now and a Ooh. lot right now. So that's Ooh, the only thing I can think good. that is possibly lend to Kareem's that too. But I'm hoping she's not the end. Just if, for the fact of, please stop well, in the making books, incest children. In the books, they the kettle blacks, kettle blacks yeah, yeah, are a thing. And again, it sows these weird seeds that are really fun in a book, <laughs> and don't need to be sown here. So I'm, I'm I hope that it's Jamie's, if anything, and I hope it's no one's for all the reasons. I'm okay with it being your aunt. If we're gonna do that, let's do that. That would be interesting. Yeah. Only if it leads directly into episodes to Cersei's death. That's the only yes. way I would be okay with it. All right, so now let's talk about. The Gendry in the room, Davos and Tyrion end up going uh, <laughs> on a boat. Uh, that's the new phrase that the, the kids are saying. The Gendry in the room. Um, so the so Davos, who is a master of uh, smuggling, smuggling, as we know, smuggling, uh, in the middle of the day, yeah. just daylight, right outside the castle. Cool. Although I felt good because the second he said a flea bottom, I was like, oh, Gendry. You see, and I didn't think that. Well, because they, they bonded over that in like, yeah, the 13th or whatever. bond. That's another thing we'll bring up. Okay. Good day, bond. Yeah, so middle of the day, that's that ballsy, very, very ballsy. Um, I'm with everyone in the world. Why are they wearing the clothes they're wearing? Why are they just like, I'm a dragon king. Tyrion's wearing like a fucking cape. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, you see a bunch of other dwarves out there 
which one are you going to choose is fucking possibly Tyrion Lannister, who still has a bounty on his head? Oh, the guy wearing the fucking cape. <laughs> That's who I'm going to go after. Um, I thought it was fucking crazy. Incognito. And, and Tyrion and Jamie, right? Okay, so... Uh, uh, that scene, that scene was too fucking short. That scene, dungeon? yes, should have been the crux of a fucking episode. This show, and I, I, I hate to do this, and I kind of feel bad about it, because it is a very different show, and it's moving way at a way different pace. But you think about Jamie and Tyrion sharing that moment in the fucking jail cell when he was chained up before he let him out, and, and amazing, even, yeah, yeah. And, and they are both great actors, and a lot's been made of like Jamie's Jamie's acting this season, um, Nikolai Costawaldo. It's been fantastic. His facial expressions. Absolutely shit. fantastic yeah. this season. And really low-key MVP. He's been caring so much. Uh, and he, I think so far, is the most exciting person on the screen. Everyone else is in a weird level of stasis. But he has this weird manic energy about him. And so I really loved when he started railing into Tyrion. And then it just ended way too soon. Oh, yeah. The Gendry scene was way longer than than – than, than the Jamie Tyrion scene. Like, we've worked so much longer for that reunion, and yet you cut it short for... Like, when yeah. Davos made the rowing joke, that was my you second. Were, just like, you are too meta. You're too meta show. That made me really mad. That made me really mad as well. <laughs> you know, I can I can forgive middle of the day. I can forgive some of these weird choices that are made, and, you know, you can excuse it. Oh, you're on boats are out there. You know, they got to look like a regular shipping boat. Whatever, whatever. Fine, fine, fine. But that is stupid. Who is that appealing to? Do you think it's like the, that joke, the rowing joke? I think it's appealing to show watchers that know a little bit about the show. I think it's appealing. It's not appealing to me. Yeah. It's not appealing to people who know a lot um, that follow the show. I think it's just appealing to, you know, isn't it funny that my kid always brings up this Gendry character and I kind of remember him and then they always make a joke that he's rowing, mm. you know, and then – they make a joke on the show that he's rowing, and then I get to think, "Ha Isn't my isn't my kid funny? You know, you know. It's mm. like it's, my mom would laugh at that joke. Gotcha. My mom would like that because I've talked about that. And every time Gendry comes up or she mentions it, I say, "Oh yeah, he's probably rowing out there somewhere." Because mm. that's what we say. Because gotcha. that was the joke for so long until it became way too real. And then I think we all pulled in our our Gendry jokes, and we're just like, "Wow, are they going to do this? Please don't do a rowing thing." Yeah. And that blew me away, actually. That they did that. And I think that one conversation between Gendry and Davos does not make a uh, surrogate father. You are a real father. You have a family. Oh, yeah. No, the surrogate Go father Go see thing. your family. And even thinking about the, the scene that I'm thinking of about them bonding is actually a conversation Davos has with Stannis, I think, is oh. what I'm thinking of. He's like, he's he's just from Blue Bottom. He's just a kid. Like, yeah. So it was Davos making that association. Gendry wasn't even in the fucking room. No. So, like... No, well, and I think we all want to make that association. Like, I'm fine with it happening, right? They were in jail together. Clearly, they had conversations outside of what we saw. Fine. Still. Surrogate, son. Still. Good call on getting Gendry. But we all thought, and I think they're being cute again, we thought it would be something to arm. Like, you're not a fighter. Oh, wait. You've picked up the Robert Baratheon collection of weapons from Walmart. You are now equipped to beat down whoever is... Who ever going to play Rhaegar in the white scene when you get up to Eastwatch? Like, we're just redoing the same bullshit. He's not a fighter, but he's part of the Magnificent Seven, and fucking Brienne is not. That's another fucking story. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Gendry? Gendry is only good with fucking Arya because Gendry is not a fucking fighter that I care about. Yeah. I don't care. And, like, I think that they really think that this is, like, great – like, not only fan service, but really excellent storytelling. Man, that makes me extra mad. Why yeah. isn't it a Brienne? I didn't even think about hey, that. Hey, fucking man, with a Valerian steel sword. Why isn't it fucking Arya? Goddamn, can control herself just fine. <sighs> yeah, um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Before For a second, yeah. before he turns around, they're just showing the lower half of his body. I was like, please don't be him. Because I knew, I knew oh, from yeah. the second it was like, Lee I was like, please don't. Please don't. Troll all of us. He's never actually coming back. Be some rando fucking person. Davos is asking for directions for no reason. I know, like, great. please don't do this. And yeah, him being a fighter is out of fucking left field. I will say, I am into him wielding an axe. It looks great. It's great. I'm and him meeting John was great. And that's what I was going to say. That being they said. They say axe, hammer. God, the hammer, yeah. Right. But wielding the hammer, that was a great scene. Yes. I really love that scene on the beach. I like Gendry being a person in the world. Let's say that. Yeah. And I can't really, I don't want him to go away because I'm also, they got me because I, I, am, I am a fan of Gendry. I love seeing Gendry. That was really great. But as like an objective watcher who's trying to be 
like just trying to see this in a different way, I'm I'm pretty appalled. If most people aren't going to make it back from Eastwatch, I'm glad Brand's not there. Now that I'm thinking of it, never mind. That's fair. That's fair because <laughs> she'd probably be the first one to die. So, yeah. oh, Tormund would probably protect her though. Oh god, that'd be adorable. Oh my gosh, I forgot to mention while we're talking about King's Landing. Yeah. One of the guards, the dude's face was so goofy, and I was like, I've seen that goofy ass face before. One of the gold cloaks. He that actor played another role on this show before. He played the guy that was one of the mummers that played Ned Stark, like dumb Ned Stark during the play that Arya watches. No it's the way. same fucking guy. I was like, I know that goofy ass face, even in that stupid helmet. Yeah. Wow. So I looked it up and it's the guy's name is Eldon something and it totally is him. No way. Yeah. Let's go to Dragonstone. What's the first thing we see in Dragonstone this week? Of course, John meeting cute with Drogon. It was amazing. Yes. It's pretty cool. It's very different from the books where we don't know what, how dragons operate, but in this world, they sniff it out. Your <laughs> like plot, puppies. You're part of the plot. You're going to need to ride one of us. I'm going to tell my brothers about you. <laughs> That's what happened right there. sniff your hand real quick. Uh, so what do we think about John? What about what do we think about Danny's uh, looks to John from the top of that dragon? What I think is, my God, she was so into it. Yeah, sporting her ladywood. I mean, my God, it was talk about facial expression. Gonna put a hole in that armor. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, she's been eating that <laughs> fermented for, crap. <laughs> for sure. But uh, why didn't she talk to John? It's very weird. Like she should be alarmed that her dragon's not wanting to eat him, or not even that. But no, like, no, yeah. be alarmed that. He, Showing interest? Like, just be a little concerned or weirded out. Or, like, be quizzical at minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were quizzical about, oh, they said that you got uh, stabbed in the heart with a knife. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he just gets carried away. Oh, Jorah! (laughs) Stick on a subject for 14 seconds. This show had, this was like the ADHD version of the show. Like, (laughs) no one could, like, stick to a thought. Everyone became no one. I mean, and here, here. to the detriment, they all just became almost non-characters who anybody could have just been reading the lines and it would have been fine. Like, none of it made sense. So Mm -hmm. Jorah returns and Jorah promptly leaves. Um, Hey, bye. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't really care. Um, A lot's been said about Jorah. I don't I don't really know what else to add to it. Um, You know, he fought so hard to get here type of thing. Like, yeah, just stay there forever, I guess. But, you know, maybe he really does want to help. I don't know. Maybe getting grayscale, it isn't enough for him to just sit by Danny's side anymore. He just wants to go out and maybe have, like, a normal kind of life. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, normal is getting whites and shit like that, I guess. I don't I don't know what normal is in Westeros, but... Oh, what a conceived plan. He's going to fucking try, I guess. Um, he's going to die. See, and that's that's interesting, too. And we'll get to that, too, in, in theories uh, later on. Uh, John DeJora, also ADHD... Uh, alert here i served with your father my oh, boyfriend. shut up don't care let me talk to jorah like yeah. stop stop your yapping mm-hmm. i only have he only has your ancestral father's sword it doesn't matter and also lots of interesting things to say <laughs> yeah. and also you guys have sam connection that mm-hmm. would really be great for the plot and like we could have some emotion on john's face but no no no, no. fuck that you're oh my god jorah you're back cool also my boyfriend yeah this is awkward now uh i guess we need to have something to talk about during um, the next episode, right? So maybe John and George will have that conversation with us. See that? And I think you're a, more on point than we're joking, but I don't think that's a joke. As we're having our long walk to catch our weight, like, Sir Jorah, remember how I was kind of trying to get that in with your, your dad? Hey, check out this sword, homie. What do you think? No. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Uh, Varys and Tyrion scene was great. Tyrion drinking yeah. was automatically like a great thing. And Varys getting real serious, like, about his own culpability in all of this. He is not happy. 
He's not into this anymore. No. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he's going to go back to Cersei, but he, ironically, I think in the end, which would be kind of delicious, uh, Littlefinger and and, um, and Varys find themselves searching for the same bit of information, which is Jon Snow should be sitting on the Iron King for the realm oh. and not Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, and Jon Snow's got it. He's got the in. That's a little bit of a prediction, I guess. I just thought of it, I guess. But oh, yeah, shit. that's kind of – but we don't see that from Littlefinger. We'll get to fucking Winterfell in a moment. But mm. he seems to be spinning his wheels. But I guess so is Varys in a way. Yeah. So something and possibly the wall coming down or something like that has got to be the kickstart into like what are we going to do? And yeah, I think like the the race to get Howland Reed is probably going to – or the race to find Gilly. I mean, nobody knows that Gilly knows, but we'll get to that later too. But anyways, I thought it was interesting. Varys needs more. He needs to do something. He needs something to do. Yeah, because he's a great actor. Love the guy. Love that entire scene. And I think that there's a lot of torture and a lot of pain in his character and what he, the way he thinks about the world. And I just – I like that. And I like that in Littlefinger too in previous seasons where that sort of torture, if you will, was what drove them. And you could tell – but now it just feels like he, he did it. I mean, good for him. Take a break. Enjoy what you've done. But he's certainly not enjoying it at this point. Yeah, Varys, is, Varys has nothing oh. to do. Yep. Littlefinger has nothing to do. Arya has nothing to do. For a show where shit is moving so fast, ain't nobody got no place to go. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. And it's making me mad. The Arya thing especially. We'll talk about that. We'll get into it. I want to I do the thing that's going to take up the most time. What the fuck kind of a fucking plan are they fucking trying to pull off here? They're going to go in and get a fucking white from beyond the wall and take it to Cersei Lannister to pause tension so they can fight the war? I don't know. She has no army anymore. She's got nothing. She's got Jamie. Burn her. Take your dragon. Burn the Red Keep. The war is over. <laughs> you don't have to kill the city. You don't have to burn the thing to the ground. You can control this animal pretty fucking well. You were able to kill two soldiers on a field of many. Yes. To prove a point. And he stopped without going nuts. Yeah. yeah. He didn't try to That's eat them. Some accuracy. Yeah. So this whole – I brought this up last week. Just your three dragons just flying around King's Landing or even just posted up far from the fucking scorpion crossbow technology. Um, <laughs> that would be enough. Nobody would ever sail in. Nobody would try because all you got to do is roll out there and burn every fucking ship. The fact that those dragons aren't going out to burn Euron ships is, again, another travesty of the show. It's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any fucking sense. What does war mean? What is even happening? Like the early show talked about war. I don't need to get into battles. We don't need to do that. But there needs to be some sense of momentum. Where the fuck's the Unsullied? Are we going to get them from there to bring them? What are we doing? How would Tyrion just be like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. This will totally work out. She'll definitely not go back on her word. She won't try to ambush us. This will be absolutely fine. Not to mention the logistics of the plan itself, wherein you're going to an army of the dead to capture one. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. What? <laughs> and then just like say goodbye to my boyfriends. Like Bye, boyfriend. Bye, oh boyfriend. Oh, my God. It's so pained. I thought, honestly, that John and Danny were going to kiss. I thought it was going to happen. I thought Danny and Jorah were going to kiss. Really? Yeah, when that, that extra long oh, hug, when they pull I apart, I thought oh. we were going to dip back in for a little kiss, a little smooch. Why don't you just smooch both of them? That would have been nice. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, that would have sent every show watcher on Twitter. They'd be like, oh, my God. Who is she going to pick? Which one? It's like the rose ceremony all over again. Couldn't care less about this love triangle. Don't give a shit. I, if, that's, if we're considering this a love triangle, get me off the triangle. Yes, because John shouldn't be an option. Neither really should Jorah. He's an old man. Also, stop. Stop with romance <laughs> right now. We have to fight wars. Yes. That, sure. Danny, focus. I've seen the Night King. <laughs> Looked him in the eyes. <laughs> Keep it chill, John. I like John. He's keeping it chill. He's just like, well, I don't see it. But also, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. That's what we heard outside of the Tower of Joy with Helen Reed. Or not Helen Reed, but Arthur Dane telling That's him. Right. Those are the little moments that are really great. And I guess before we have them leave Dragonstone... Uh, possibly for good, or at least for a while. Um, I guess we'll talk about Gendry and John. The meeting was really interesting because they they played around with the idea of father, right. and obviously we know that John's father is actually Rhaegar, and Robert, who is 
Gendry's father killed Rhaegar. Right. And so this whole idea of them being friends and like forging a world and doing all this stuff together is kind of fascinating because it's wrong, but then it's also kind of right. Like they are inexplicably linked to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the Baratheons taken over. I mean, the Targaryens ruled for 250 years. You know, nobody knew a life where a Targaryen wasn't a king. And Robert did it. You know, the usurper took the throne, uh, which is kind of fascinating. So they definitely forged a different world and a different outlook of what the world could be. Anybody. Randos out there are thinking, I can be king now. Yeah. You know, you had all these um, crazy uprisings. and Which is why we're in the situation we are now, King's mm-hmm. Landing. Like, the seat of power, Westeros. Who does it even matter? Everyone's a fucking king. The War of the Five Kings because anyone can be a king. Robert did this. It's only been 20 years. Fuck it. Let's do another one. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's fine. Yeah. I think that this whole Iron Throne thing is, uh, it's just, no, we can buy, we can get better chairs. All right, let's go to Winterfell. We start with Bran um, sending out the Ravens. I thought that that was really cool. Um, I mean, I too have seen the season seven Game of Thrones trailers, so I don't know why Bran was like watching it through Ravens or anything, but, (laughs) but it was, uh, but I kind of liked it because in my head, I don't know if this is true, but like I thought he was basically seeing through all the Raven's eyes at once. Yeah, that's it too. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I don't know if that's just you like a general. man. We were just like, yeah, that's fucking cool. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking cool. Um, and then I love the idea of like the Night King looking and him just like, <laughs> see, I don't know if he balked or if like there was something, a connection. An actual severance. Yeah, kind of which is kind of weird. And I know people are saying that like he has the power to undo the warg and so obviously you don't want to get like shot down mm. and be there. I mean, Bran could just pop right out. But if you get stuck into something bigger like Hodor right. or you're stuck in a vision, you're going to get touched. And I think it's inevitable that he gets touched. I mean, I think that's got to be the way that we bring the wall down. Also, we used to watch it beautiful. It was crazy to see it in the intros mm-hmm. and then to see it in real life. What do you think? Beautiful. Yeah. It's, nice. it's really cool to see the edge of the world. And I liked it when Thoros later was like, just us meeting at the, at the end of the world. I was yeah. like, wow, that's really cool. That's fucking awesome, actually. I really like that. Um, I guess we got to talk about Sansa and Arya. Every fucking week, it's a new fucking thing with these two girls. Right off the bat, we see them. We see Sansa listening to Glover. Can't show his fucking mouth. <laughs> like, the second he starts, we're king of the a fucking Glover. Like, you just know it's him. This actor is getting paid <laughs> this time around. Um, Washington stay in the north. Yeah. Go back to sleep, Glover. Jesus. <laughs> and so Arya's, you know, giving little, little smirks and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. We're friends. This is cool. Yeah. I was like, cool. Sansa's doing she her She wants bit. to know what Sansa's little political life is like. Mm-hmm. She's just hanging out anyways. What's up? I know. Wasn't it great? Weren't we just in a perfect little world? Then, fucking Arya. And that's all I can really say. Fucking Arya. I'm so mad they're doing this to her. I'm so mad they're doing this to her. I'm, I'm, I'm upset as well. Because she's so consistently... The like top character for me, one of the one of the top three. Arya's definitely in there. It's like yeah. Arya, Brienne, and then another person I can't think of right now. But they're the top man. And she, what are you doing? Why did you bring her here to have give her a nothing to do and b cause bullshit? Like why did we bring the fucking Starks back together? Do you think this is really interesting? Do you I like? Totally agree. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I think. I, what I what I hate worse is like not I can almost get behind the idea of sowing dissent like I can I can see why like petty squabbles like that could be somewhat interesting if they like tried to get over them together but I felt like what they did in the crypt where they were sort of being ironically petty was great I thought like, that, that was, was funny honest, and that was a perfect and, relationship yeah. let's do that and and it's like cool let's be snarky with one another right so if like she came in and like kept calling her my lady as a joke like mm-hmm. that's cool I'm into that that's fine. And at first, that's kind of what I thought when she was like, oh, you're sleeping on mom and dad's bed. It was kind of like, all right, this is, this is going to go it's somewhere. Okay. This it's is okay. going to be funny or something like that. And then it's just like, I killed them all. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what? okay. And then you start to realize that, like, she is completely, like, without any blind spots, like Team John. You have to defend everything that he's doing. And if not, I'm go- you should just kill them. Yeah. And Sansa's like... No, I'm supposed to, to be nice and like not kill people. And sounds like that doesn't compute. I don't understand what you're saying. And it that's scary. Yeah. Like I get the idea that like Sansa's like a murderous weirdo now. I get that. Arya. Sorry. Did I say Sansa? Yeah. No. I wish. Uh, but Arya. <laughs> yeah, I get the idea of Arya being a murderous weirdo. Right? She, right? She doesn't quite understand like 
everything, you know, because she's been locked in a weird house of black and white and doing weird stuff. But she has enough world experience, and she's grown up. And we've seen her make these right calls. And I guess I'm okay where we're at right now. I'm okay with weird dissension. But when they have her not understand that that letter, that little finger left her, is a bunch of bullshit, and she confronts and, like, does something to Sansa, I'm out. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't so, happened yet. So let's hold out hope that Arya's smarter. Like, that, but Arya because, is Arya. Let's hold out that Arya is yeah, actually Arya. But because they're being so shitty with all these characters... You lose a lot of faith. Like, I mean, we definitely had that moment a couple episodes ago with Arya being complete dead eyes with Hot Pie. And like, and that was a big change, too. Yeah, she went through a lot of shit uh, in the House of Black and White. She went through a lot of shit, period. Period. But she was still a person. I mean, even up when she's like, but the Mummers is a perfect fucking Mm -hmm. example. She couldn't kill that woman. Like, she, I feel like nothing happened from that time where she didn't kill the lead actress of the Mummers. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, that would make her no turn off. She chose light, to be Arya Stark. She chose yeah. to be a person and not no one. Right. What the fuck? What are we doing? Yeah, and also, like, she's supposed to be able to, like, be a fucking spy and detect all these people. I either – I think they're going two ways. Either that Arya is going to be some bad guy because I think that that's interesting, which is a complete deflation of her character and completely ruins – as you – a lot of people can say rightly I think that you've ruined a lot of her shit. Or it's a game upon a game where she is playing Littlefinger by Littlefinger playing her. Right. That playing, yeah, which is fucking boring and at this point don't fucking care. Dispatch of Littlefinger – or get them finding Helen Reed. I don't know what else to say. Like, we are spinning our fucking wheels yeah. with, what now, seven episodes, eight episodes left in the entire series. Get the fuck out of here. How are we moving so much without doing anything? Without doing anything. How is this happening? And what's, like, what is Brienne and Pod doing right now? That And that gets us, we'll get into that in just a moment, but... What are they doing at this castle right now? What are they fucking doing? What is Arya doing here? What is Arya doing? She should have dipped in, hung out for the fucking town hall meeting and been like, hey, I don't really see... Can you send me on a mission or something? Like, I don't really... This is great. I love you. I'm glad we got to hang out, but I feel like maybe I could be used somewhere else. Can you send me to go do something? Maybe I can go with Brienne. Yeah. We can go bounce. We can just hang... I don't know. Yeah. Do something. You seem to be doing fine here. Get some resources for the upcoming war against the undead. I don't know. Yeah. Just do something. Yeah. That sounds great. (laughs) I would go see Arya, like, go hang out with farmers and ask them for their grain and stuff. Yeah. That's a better show. It's a fucking better show. Do literally anything. Yeah. Not following fucking little Little from the shadows. And also, like, hanging out in fucking open barns and watching him. Like, you're visible right now, Arya. Like, if this were Metal Gear Solid, you are fully in the light. Yep. (laughs) Totally. It's... I mean, obviously, we're, we're meant to believe that fucking Littlefinger saw her. But, again, oh, he's supposed to see her because Arya's playing the player. Uh, Hate my life. The only people that can play those games are Varys versus Littlefinger, yes. in my opinion. And they take on continental matches that George R. R. Martin wrote and not Benioff and Weiss. So that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump over. Uh, we good on that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's a lot to say, but I'm holding out. I got to hold out to see what happens. Well, no, I just, I'm mostly just sad. Just Because like, I fucking love Arya. And yeah, me too. sucks, man. I think a lot of people are really upset. Because even, that. like, ugh, stupid cat's paw dagger. Even if the whole thing is she kills him with it, one, don't care. Not satisfying. Fuck that knife. Two, why? <laughs> like, yeah. That is so little of a thing. It is so, so little of a thing. That's the most minute thing that possibly could have ever happened. Arya killing Littlefinger. Who cares? He also, she also had a knife the entire time. She didn't <sighs> need to kill him with the knife that she gave Bran. <sighs> There's no poetry in that. There's no. nothing interesting about... You're right. The dagger killing Littlefinger. In that, it just was a knife that killed Littlefinger. Nothing. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So let's let's table that for now. And I feel like we've been tabling... Winterfell shit for a while now with Bran. Please something happen. And it it can't all be good. I get that. But like at least be deft. Write good. Write something good. Like it was so clunky. Speaking of fucking clunky, the clunkiest (laughs) part of the whole episode. Motherfucking Old Town. Probably the last time we're ever going to fucking see it. Hello, Old Town. Goodbye, Old Town. Sam is fucking right. Slughorn. See you later. Um, You were nice. Thanks for being like supportive. You're still supposed to be the bad maester guy. That's fine. You played your role. All you maesters did. Thank you. Sam, you know, I get it. I understand. You're getting upset. You want to do whatever. The scene with Gilly is reprehensible. I think it's, it's one of the worst things. It's another middle finger Gendry rowing moment. Like, yeah. 
here's the biggest thing reveal we could we've ever say. done. We spent an entire year sussing out this beautiful moment in the Tower of Joy, mm-hmm. and we're just going to fart out this bullshit fucking scene with these characters that uh, fundamentally doesn't make any sense. What does annulment mean? It's when a man sets aside his lawful wife. Maynard says here that he issued an annulment for Prince Ragger and remarried him to someone else at the same time in a secret ceremony in Dawn. Is that a common thing in the South? These maesters. They set me to the task of preserving... I think uh, listening to Binge Mode, just to cite them straight up, uh, obviously because we just listened to it, it comes out later in the week, but Mallory Rubin is 100% correct. Like, you hear the word annulment. You hear the word prince. You are there. There is no world that Samuel Tarley does not hear those words and not get a fucking hard-on for knowledge. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. The scene fucking sucked. The second she said Ragger, I just remember standing up and walking around just in circles. I fucking hated it. I fucking hated it. And then saying his house words as he heads off, you know, like, fuck this. Fuck this. I don't think there's anything else I can say. I fucking hated it. It's really bad. Yeah, I hated it. And we're going to get a reveal. I think most people are okay with all of that stuff. But I think that this is just, this is. Again, who is this appealing to? Even the people that want this. I know. Never wanted it this way. No. No. This is the dumbest, weirdest way this could have happened. Almost like capturing a white. This is the dumbest way we could have moved this plot along. Yes. We could have captured Jamie and done something cool with that. We could have fucking had a reveal with Howlin' Reed or done anything. No. We're going to just. We could have also established. Jim Halper to the camera. Yep. Rhaegar. Yep. Sorry. We could have also. No, you're correct. We could have also established Gilly reading this book in episode one. And saying that I want to—I've never read a full book before. I'm yeah. gonna—I'm just gonna pick up this random book and I'm just gonna read it. And we have her throughout the episodes giving a bunch of bullshit because that, at the very least, can can show a little bit of exasperation from Sam. I can understand, like Gilly, for like the twentieth time. I don't need to know like every single minute fact <laughs> in this thing. Like that's fun. And she's like even her, the whole time. she's that's amazing. The only saving grace of the entire scene. And to say that to have her do the right, ra- I don't care about her saying. Some people are upset that even she got to like know the knowledge and oh, now right? she knows. Yeah, what fuck the fuck that. ever. That's great. Like if you establish she was reading this book and this was like a little bit of a joke throughout the, the even these last five episodes or the three episodes we've seen them in, then then this packs more of a punch. Yes. And then having Gilly find it would actually be. Fucking cool. Yeah. It would have been a really interesting, especially if Sam was so open to dismissal and then get that swell music, mm-hmm. get that. What did, what did you say? How do you, how was that spelled, Gilly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. How great would that have been? And so we would easy, have freaked out. Such an easy tweak to make that scene make sense. It's like they've never written for television before. Eastwatch, Magnificent Seven, fucking dope. Enjoyed seeing all of them together. That scene was well written. Uh, I liked how they all very tautly got all of their business out. Like, hey, that, you sold me that one time. That's right. Um, you also had stuff with my dad. That's right. Uh, Thoros, you and I, we fought, um, you know, in the Iron Islands. Cool. So we're, we're doing that. Basically, everybody just gave their CV for everyone. Everyone knows <laughs> the web that we tangle with yep. one another. Um, yeah, it was great. Don Daring was great. I, I, I want more Don Darian. Yeah. I feel very... I just um, want to hear him talk. Me too. And Thoros too. I love them both. I love Thoros even as they're opening the gate, like drinking the mm-hmm. wine still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I love it. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I know I was really down on this episode after watching it. And I was like, I, I couldn't wait for the next one just so we could move along. You know, it's one of those weird ones where you just want to keep going. You are not that stoked about it. You don't care about the whites. Or, so yeah, it's I, or maybe you've come around a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Well, looking at the scenes, it's for still next, a dumb plan <laughs> for next episode. Uh, we're not going to spend as much. Like the whole episode isn't going to be beyond the wall. Yeah, which makes me happy. I just you thought I'm it was going to be like a big dense. Yeah, I thought I, it was going to be the a different whole, show. Would do that. A different show would do. We that. spent so much of a, a lot of seasons. I feel like beyond the wall and just like doing wall stuff, and I, I'm burnt out on wall stuff. I'm not. So until it comes down, no. Nah, I'm not stoked. It. But now I'm just like so sad about the rest of the episode that I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's let's go. Upon rewatching, I was so mad about everything. I, I was like, yes, let's let's go. Let's go beyond the wall. Please, let's do it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, you've ruined a lot of my things that I, I like about this show. And all right. Isn't that, I mean, it, yeah, it's a really defeatist 
place that we are at right now. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's theorize a better show that's not going to happen. Um, okay, so there's a theory that grayscale um, makes one immune to becoming a white. Oh. So death. So if Jorah were to die, he would not turn into a white. I think that that's going to happen. I think that they're not going to be able to capture a white. Oh, and they're going to take Jorah's body? Well, not Jorah, but like Gendry. Some, well, yeah, it could get real weird like that where like Jorah doesn't actually die or something. Mm-hmm. Or they try to pretend like Dondarrion's dead and then raise him back. I don't know. I, I feel like they're not going to get a white and one of them is going to be the white. One of them is going to die there mm-hmm. and they're going to move it beyond the wall expecting that it will reanimate itself because that's what it did. It died beyond the wall. They brought it up to Castle Black, which I guess is on the wall. Right. I mean, if I'm – well, I guess it's on the other side of the wall. Well, I, I guess it's I don't know. It's on the base of the other side of the wall, isn't it? Yeah. So that's kind of – that's where you're really taking a gander of if this is going to work because if, if you have to be that close to the wall for them to still reanimate, you could in theory then die on that side of the wall. And then be taken anywhere on this side of the wall, taken south, and you still would still become a white. Yeah. Is that how it could work? Because I, I, I feel like if I were the Night King, I'd be like, oh, got a rogue one out there uh, turning you off, and then you just die. Yeah. I'm like, fine, okay, we're, we're back. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> I love I love the idea of him having to apologize to all of his undead. Like, yeah. sorry for that blip. It won't happen again, like, promise. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then, like, yeah. are we going to pretend like they just ha- have a mind of their own then? We definitely have an established rules. But so I feel like they're going to take liberties. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking that, too, fakes their own death type of thing. But then to what end? Like, <laughs> hey, there's this dead guy here. His name is Jorah Mormon. Cersei, are we have an, do we have an alliance? Of course you don't have an alliance. I'm kidnapping all of you right now. Cool. What else do we expect? Stupid Tyrion waving the fi- waving your fist. Like, what the fuck? Someone has to sacrifice themselves to become a white in the safety of Eastwatch to be taken south for the Clegane Bowl. That's basically what we're doing. That's all we're doing. Someone has to go so that the hound in the mountain can fight. Which, again, Clegane Bowl truther can't wait. Cannot fucking wait. Will that appease me? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> Benioff and Weiss, you have found a key to my heart. Yes. If Arya just kills Littlefinger without... A word being uttered next episode. Oh, and, that would uh, be amazing. Would be amazing. Just you fixed everything. Cut. You fixed your it throat. Up. You're done. And uh, we just get clip the game ball. Great. So. I, all, all is well. It don't. Can you tell me why everyone cares about the game ball? Man, have you watched Game of Thrones? I They're just, brothers. And the I, mountain burned his face. And the hound is out for redemption right now. And the mountain's a fucking monster. You gotta, you gotta tap back into your soul at this point. <laughs> I just, if you're not on the Clegane train, I mean, it's fine if it happens. I just oh, don't. Come I don't, on, I don't, how like, cool to be, especially for someone who's legitimately on a path of redemption. Should your biggest move not be to forgive? Like, why would he still be holding on to that shit? Like, he's not I don't alive know. anymore. He's a monster. No, the hound. I know the the mountain's literally not alive anymore. He's a zombie. Yeah, so it makes it even like less of a point. You're not even attacking the man that did this to you. You're attacking a corpse. I know, but that's awesome. I, I don't know. Not, I love it. Clegane Truther. Draw. This is the Clegane Truther corner, not, featuring not Kelly Bond <laughs> as a fly on the wall. She has nothing to say and will be quiet <laughs> as we talk about Clegane Bowl. It's one of those things you just like. What is it with uh you know um, Lady Stoneheart just. You want them because yeah. they've just they've teased at it for so long. It just has to happen. It's the same with the with the wall. Like they've just said the wall too many times <laughs> to, that it just not coming down. Just story wise makes no sense. Like why does yeah. the wall stay after you eliminate the White Walkers? Like what's the point of a wall? What so are you keeping out? Man? Down? Exactly. That's that's my point. So yeah, I think that that's. Um, I, I had a note here that the White might move the needle for Jamie. That he might believe what's to come, and that might—I mean, again, we're trying to apologize for Jamie here. Any any chance I get to try to get Jamie back on the side of good, um, let's just—we've <laughs> tried every episode, we failed. So maybe a white will do it. Maybe he'll say, "Listen, this isn't actually. This doesn't matter. Get out of here because she's planning on kidnapping you." I don't know. I think maybe the writers or Benny Hoff and Weiss at least really like Jamie. I think that this is. Something. Oh, I love Jamie. I, I like Jamie too, but I'm just saying I feel like maybe that's why. We're doing what we're doing. Like, he, we have spent a lot of time with him. We he have. is, like, Oh, oh, you mean he's about side. to change. He's about to yeah. shift and kill Cersei. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. 
So I don't know. I, I think don't... that's kind of like that's the arc, and I think the audience, even a show watching regular people, they you almost have to expect it or want it at the very least. My theory is they don't actually get the white. They go. They John goes back to dragon. So I was like, look, I, I failed. John hops on a dragon. Danny hops on Drogon. We just go. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's another theory. Too. <laughs> well, that's actually fun. You bring that up because that's good. People think that he might be able to summon the dragon because he's got the. But or that Danny will show up with the dragon, which would be fucking dope and actually would probably be the coolest thing that's ever happened on the show is if Danny yeah. showed up to with them? all three of them and we just fight this thing out. It'd be pretty fucking cool. I mean, even if it's not the final battle, no. just like, I'm going to roast all these fuckers while you guys run. Yeah, just which go. also brings potentially something like the Night King like delving off into Bran world or something mm. to like touch Bran in his own Winterfell to show him that he can do it or something. How cool would that be? Like, because the Nikens, he's like, oh shit, I'm losing people left and right here. White Walkers are dying. I've got to do something. And so he summons his power, goes to Winterfell, touches Bran, or gets Bran to touch him. And then the wall fucking crumbles to the ground as as they all freak the fuck out and start running for it to get underneath and over before it comes. Oh my God. And then a dragon gets fucking roasted, done. Dragon falls to the ground. Danny picks up John, of course. John, never mind. John jumps on his own fucking dragon. <laughs> yes. And then they fly away. And then we end the episode with the other dragon opening its glassy blue, blue eyes. eyes. Boom. And we're good. And Gendry dies. <laughs> he becomes the light. Also, the plan would have to stop after that because if the plan after the walls come down, we have used uh, dragons to fight the army of the dead. If the plan is still... Let's still just go talk to Cersei with one person. Fuck this show. Yeah. Also, that show I just described will not be the show coming up. Oh, absolutely not. Because, <sighs> of course not. All right. Uh, next week, the episode's called Beyond the Wall. So, <laughs> more wall stuff. Of course it is. Uh, it also leaked to uh, from HBO Spain, I guess. They accidentally put it on on demand early. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, have not watched it. Not going to watch it until Sunday. No. So, I like my weeks. Yeah. I like taking my weeks off. We don't get to do that with a lot of shows. I don't need to binge this. Next week, John and his team, guess what? Go beyond the wall to capture a white. What? Now, that is shocking. Uh, Daenerys also has a, to make a tough decision. Yeah, these these are getting worse, but yeah. what do you expect? Kelly, I'm tired of podcasting about the achievements of better men. God. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.